Boom Shackamaxon. podcast where we hitchhike through wikipedia i'm your host tonight tim with me as always are the suspects oh kyle and sky yes uh if you're new to the show what we do here is we go from one page on wikipedia to a goal page getting there by clicking from link to link from page to page until we get there or get tired and go home (laughs) so uh tonight uh, Kyle and Sky are going to be going from the classic board game Cluedo, also known as Clue, oh. in North America. One of my favorite uh, early board games growing up. Uh, and we're going from that to Liberty Bell, which I guess is something mm. Carmen Sandiego might steal. I guess that's the connection. <laughs> I liked it. I like it. Uh, yeah. Wait, did you say this was your favorite board game growing up? Yes, it was. How did we... So did you play Clue or Cluedo? Because I thought Cluedo was just the UK version. It is. It is. Um, I did play Clue, though. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't played Cluedo. It's just that Wikipedia's page does not give oh. you Cluedo. It gives you Cluedo. It's Cluedo's uh, for, the original? For a half second, yeah. for a half second, I thought you were like, even as a kid, like some super board game hipster. <laughs> like, well, you know, Clue is nice, but... Yeah, I was the board game hipster with my clue, like clue mystery or something. Clue kids, clue Did museum. You play the, oh, the, oh, the, the great museum, museum one? caper. Yeah, the great museum caper. That's my a uncle good had game. that. Yeah, I it's don't fun. know. It's, it's fun. It's it's sort of like it's, uh, it's one of the first. It? It's one of the first asymmetrical uh, ah, board games okay. around. Oh, yeah, we're going. We're getting technical. It's good. I don't know what that means. One player, <laughs> one player would play as no, like this stop, thief that was stop. stealing stuff from no. a museum. No, this is actually cool. And the oh. other ones would try try to catch him. It'd be like a hidden movement sort oh, of thing. Oh, oh, so I thief, see. Okay, the thief would is... have like a sheet of paper, like a map of the board, and he would put his moves down on that, and the other people would not be able to see him unless they were, you know, had were in his line of sight, or they could um go to like a control room and and see yeah. if motion detectors anywhere went off things like that to try to figure out where this guy was and, and nab him before he made out with enough art okay that actually does sound pretty fun yeah. I and it has nothing to do with clue it's just branding but it's still a fun game yeah yep. whatever so to get from cluedo to the liberty bell to decide <laughs> who goes first i have devised a little thought experiment oh boy <laughs> so since we have uh the mystery of Clue, mm. and we have the history of the Liberty Bell. Mystery and history. Let's combine uh, mystery and history into one thing. Into mystery. I would, I would like you to come up with the solution to a historical game of Clue. Uh, I would like you to tell me uh, which historical figure uh, did the murder <laughs> with what historical weapon okay. in what historical place. Oh my gosh. And Ooh. the best one Judge through my purely objective journalistic uh, oh, mind. Yeah. Oh man, this is good. Um, let's say uh, Amelia Earhart with the with just the the bullet that was used to uh, shoot Alexander Hamilton. So just the bullet. Just the bullet, not the not like actually firing out of anything, but actually just using the bullet itself 
Did she did she punch it through the person? Uh, I mean, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I I just want to. I mean, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> it, this is Amelia Earhart. Obvi- I mean, yeah. She's she's pretty much a legend. Or did she? Or did she glue it to the front of her plane and fly it into someone? I, I like that idea too, but I actually am, am leaning toward yeah. like yeah, dropping should, it in. I should huh? not be helping you. Sorry. Or yeah, go dropping ahead. it into a drink and they choke on it. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that on board the uh, the Titanic. Wow. Okay. Because then she can hop into her plane and, and fly away before it sinks. And it's, no one's the wise. It's the Titanic, wise. Kyle. It's not an aircraft carrier. You, you don't know that. It's There's at no the bottom of the room. All right. She, <laughs> She might have a seaplane, Tim. So wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Yes. Let's back up again. Nope. So so the person she killed was on the Titanic. Yes. She's already a doomed vessel. <laughs> so she's just making sure. She just <laughs> Amelia Earhart does not she does not like she does to not mess around. She... I'm gonna make this guy choke on this bullet. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm stick. I'm sticking with it. I'm not changing it. That's what I'm sticking with. All right. <laughs> okay, Scott. Um, I wish I had thought that through a little better before I said it. <laughs> well, let me see. I got it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to cope with with things from our past as well to make. Oh, to make nice. Work, which you were kind of doing with Amelia Earhart. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about past in past episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's but cool. most of the stuff we talk about like isn't real. Wait, no, change. I'm changing uh, from Amelia to to Katie Sandwina because she's cooler. Sorry, oh, man. go on. Oh, the the strong woman. Yes, it's she still just Titanic. That bullet no, she, 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 yeah, she would definitely punch the bullet, and then yeah, she would swim back to shore. Yeah, it's still the Titanic though. Yes. <laughs> yep. Just a second here. Where's this guy? This guy. Which guy is it? Not Henry Ford. We already talked about him. Michael Jackson. We talked about him too. Um, hmm. Who else? Oh, that that journalist guy. That journalist. He's pretty guy. cool. Oh, what was his name? You're not talking about Hunter S. Thompson, right? No, no, no. no we the, uh, um d- d- uh, Runyon. Yeah, Runyon. Yes, yes. Runyon esque. Oh yes. my gosh. Yeah. What a dude. What a dude. What a dude. <laughs> That's actually a really good description of this guy. Um, I'm going with Aleem Khan. Do you remember Aleem Khan? I do not. You will when you see this picture, because he's the most badass dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. So there's Aleem Khan. Snazzy dresser. Yep. Yeah. And with the golden spike. Oh. Yep. Wow. At Stonehenge. I give up. I, I, I. <laughs> His suspect's just walking, you know. Under Stonehenge, and he just drops the golden smile. He's, he's standing on top. top of one of the stones, and yep. he just leaps off and impales the guy oh, with the golden spike. The golden spike That's from amazing. the Transcontinental Railroad. Uniting the, oh. the victim's soul <laughs> with the gates of hell. <laughs> Well yeah, done. I'm sorry, Kyle. That's no, that's no. I'm not even mad. That was that's wonderful. The golden spike. I would not have even thought of that as a historical like weapon. That is amazing. Yeah, it's kind of cheating, but I, I you mean, it's of kind of cheating. <laughs> well, it's not really a weapon. Well, it, that doesn't matter. You. I'm going for originality. 
I really kind of wish I had gone with the uh, tool chest. Harry, uh, what, what's the guy? <laughs> Studley's Studley tool chest. Studley <laughs> tool chest, yes. Yeah. As the weapon, but yeah, sorry. That would have been great. Well, oh well. You, you get to go first tonight, Sky. Okay. Yay. We are oh, on wow. Clue. Cluedo. Cluedo. Well, when was Clue like, made? By the way, do we know? Do we know why? Is it just a weird, like they thought it would be funny to make it Cluedo? Um, good question. Let's look. Do, do, but do. I, so in 1944, according to Wikipedia, Anthony E. Pratt, an English musician, applied for a patent of his invention of a murder mystery themed game. It was originally named Murder. But that <laughs> makes a point. The game. That's not even the best part. The game was originally invented as a new game to play in bomb shelters. What? We need we need Hold something on. new, guys. Hold on, that says citation needed. Although I choose to believe it, so therefore it's fine. Yeah, you choose to believe it. That's all the citation you need. That's true. <laughs> so, um, so the name Cluedo. Yeah. Oh, here's it's yeah. considered a play on Clue and Ludo. Right. Ludo is Latin for I play, which is a thing that a musician would know. So Clue I play. <laughs> yeah clue play clue. oh that makes sense now mm-hmm. there's nope. there's a podcast about board games called ludology oh my gosh okay <laughs> i got it now okay things the study of play uh yeah why do we have to make everything academic to make ourselves feel smarter it's true <laughs> oh hey <laughs> have an is- excuse to play board games and get paid for it <laughs> This had more characters than I thought of it. Uh, the Pratt's original design calls for 10 characters. Wow. One of whom was designed, yeah, designed to be the victim by random drawing. Oh. That's cool. I thought people always did that. Oh, wait, no. No, no it's, it's Mr. Miss, Body. Yes, Mr. Body. Yeah. Known oh, in Pluto as Dr. Black. Yes. Uh, these 10 included the eliminated, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brown, Mr. Gold, Miss Gray, and Mrs. Silver. While renaming Nurse White to Mrs. White and Colonel Yellow to Colonel Mustard, I like Colonel Mustard this, much better. Yeah. This was also the original um, draft of Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, and there were more rooms, too. Oh, okay. Including the gun room and the cellar. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I guess that makes and sense. And so there were also uh, nine weapons, including the unused bomb. Mm. What? A syringe. They're not used. Like, these weapons have not been used. Not an unused bomb. Oh. It's a bomb, but it's one of the weapons that was not used. A a shillelagh. That's awesome. Uh, A fireplace poker. And then an axe and poison. These are some heavy-duty weapons. Like, these are are messy. Yeah, these are actual murder weapons. (laughs) I, I never really, like... Of course, you know, it, it kills the gameplay, of course, but theme-wise, I always thought it was kind of hard. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I said kills. I'm sorry. Yeah. I always thought it was kind of weird that, like, you couldn't just look at the body and figure out half the time what killed the dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm guessing there's... Or where the, they were. This this bullet-shaped hole in his in his chest here. Maybe it's I'm, and I'm the guessing, fact that he's in the I'm conservatory. I'm guessing they used the lead pipe lengthwise <laughs> and just jammed it in there. So maybe it's one of those situations where um, there are multiple, like the person was killed by one thing, but 
wounded by another and you have to figure out which, which thing is the, the thing that actually killed them. All right. So they look like they've been strangled, but also had their head bashed in by a candlestick. Yes. Yeah. Did, did Clue the movie do that? Uh, actually, they had like one thing when <clears throat> actually another weapon. Yeah. No, no they actually remember. they just had multiple uh, multiple victims. Oh, right. And they so use weapons multiple times, I believe, as well. Yep. I think only one gets. I I think only one of them gets used twice. Uh, they do actually a really good job of splitting things up in that movie. Which, if we're gonna talk about that, it's an amazing movie. It and is one of my favorite. It is. Oh. It's one of my favorite movies to watch in like October. It's the writing is just it. so tight. Like I, I can't imagine like the work that had to go into making that a like a viable film. Not to mention making it funny on top of all that. Right. And it, like, and it flopped originally. <laughs> Whoa, did it? Yes. I did it not. It did know not that. do well originally. Wow. And I'm not sure why, but then of course now it's now it's a cult favorite. Oh, man. Yeah. And um yeah, so and a, a stellar like comedic cast. Yeah. Well like they even that, tried to do that um that uh like different endings in the theaters. Like you could yes. go one week and Maybe that's why. They so maybe I think that confused people. Yeah. But yeah. If you if you watch it on TV or on DVD now, you get all it's the like, it. This is how it ended. Or it could have ended this way or it could have ended this way. But originally those endings were sort of divvied out to different theaters. Oh, man. So everyone who went <coughs> was supposed to get a different ending. That's which I guess was a gimmick, but it doesn't really oh. pan out. Who's going to watch a, a movie again? I'm sure actually a lot of people would. Yeah, but then when you go to talk to your friends about it, then you could be like, no, well, I couldn't believe it was this person. And then they say, what? No, it yeah. was this person. And then you get into a heated debate and then it becomes an, a, like a game in itself, which I think is brilliant. Who's right? But Oh, man. Madeline Kahn is Mrs. White. Oh, yep. Oh, just constantly quoting. Just flames. Uh, yeah. She's Scarlet, isn't she? Or is she Mrs. No, White? She's Mrs. No, White. Mrs. White. Oh. Whose yep. husband was the magician, magician. who's yeah. not very good at his job. Yeah, he disappeared. Yeah, he was a magician. It was his job. He never reappeared. He didn't say he was good at his job. Ah, <laughs> uh, just good lines. Um, um, did you, has anyone ever played the computer game? Yes. Clue, murder, and body man, <laughs> I think it was. Yes, that one was really cool because depending on who you picked and what weapon, mm -hmm. each person used the weapon in a different way. Yeah. Like if you chose the rope, like one person would, and it would show these little little clips of like how it happened from like Mr. Body's view. Like one clip, like with a rope, uh, like Mr. Green would like hang him with the rope, yeah. And Mrs. White would like have the end of the rope like tied in like this thick knot and be whipping it around her head. <laughs> oh wow! And just smack him with it. I'm like, that is cool. <laughs> wow, it's hardcore. <laughs> so hardcore. She is pretty hardcore. Yeah, I remember that. I used to have that game. Yeah, that was a fun game. Did you guys play or read the books? Like, there was a whole oh, Scholastic yes. series. Oh, they were my favorite. So, so many Clue things. I was such a Clue nerd. I was too. That's such a Cluedo. <laughs> but yeah, those those had a good sense of humor as well. Please tell me, you guys, <clears throat> did you did did you play the VHS game? I had one of the VHS games. Whoa. Sky, you can just sit this out. We're yeah. just going to talk we, over here for a while. <laughs> we got it from an auction at school 
one time. Oh my gosh, I got it through my school too. It was which rather one was I. It? Oh man, I don't remember now. Uh, there was a uh, Miss Peach was in it. Yeah, I there, think? there was Miss Peach. There was yeah. Madame Rose. Yes. Monsieur Gray. Oh, no, Sergeant God. Gray. I'm sorry. Yeah. And Monsieur something else. It's, I'm, I'm, it's in the article. I know that. Oh, um, sure. It is. Um, oh, that, that's great. The, the video is known oh, as the Monsieur first videotape related video game. Yep. Monsieur Brunette. Oh, it's the uh, uh, the other additional character there. That's great. That's that's great. And they were so cheesy. The videos, oh, oh the clips. I just remember being so excited, not excited. But, well, yeah, no excited <laughs> that there were more characters like, oh, this is funny. These are really funny characters. Arr! You know, like <laughs> that, that was the thing that I thought was really clever. Whereas you could not. You obviously couldn't just make up your own and stick a color on after a after a title, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, it was funny. Oh, uh, there's there's so much about Clue here. It it's really like culturally, yeah. It's, it's got. It's a much bigger everywhere. page than I thought it thought it there would be. There was a comedic musical of Clue. Sure. That ran off Broadway in 1997 and closed in 99. At the start of each performance, three audience members each would select one card from oversized versions of the traditional game decks, place them in an envelope. So the chosen cards would determine the ending of the show. Oh my gosh. With 216 possible conclusions. That's amazing. Yep. That's a really, really funny idea. Yep. Too bad it only lasted two years. <clears throat> yeah, well... This and another thing about the movie, though, and I guess in this is the show, you know, this was just the first in a long, long line of board game related movies and, and other media that have been fantastic. Right. You know, Battleship. Mm hmm. It was a good one. Yeah, sure. Mm. Yep. Oof. And. Um, uh. What's the other one? <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't didn't uh, didn't. Uh, Parker Brothers, or no, it was Hasbro. Haven't they? Haven't they um, licensed a couple? Oh well, no, but I mean, like, haven't they licensed a couple of their other board games as possible movie movie rights? Uh, maybe. Oh. I'm trying to think of other ones that they've done that. All right. Let's well, anyway. Here. Um. Oh, you're actually looking yeah. it up. Oh, okay. Oh. It says Battleship and five other board game movie projects in the works. This is from the Huffington Post in 2012. So of course, some of these may not have um. If we're like, all the way. Panned out, yeah. If uh, oh no, they panned all right. <laughs> <laughs> See here, there's Battleship. Uh, despite having its budget slash, Michael Bay's Ouija is being developed by Universal for 2013 release. I don't think that happened. Let's check um, it out. Ridley Scott has had Monopoly in the works since 2008. Wow. And Candyland, described as the Lord of the Rings set in a world of candy. Okay, I would actually watch that one. Is in pre-production. It's Sony. <clears throat> I would actually want. All right. Wow, that's crazy. Let's yeah. look it up. Candyland. Where are we going again? It's up to you. You're the one. You're the one. No. In the lead Where, here. Where's the end? Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell. Oh, okay. Right. So it is still in development. Candyland is still in development, according to IMDb. Yikes! The kids are going to grow up. <laughs> you got. You got to get moving. Uh, speaking of which, weird uh, reference to Candyland. You remember Queen? Queen Frostine. How could I not? Her Majesty. Is she, uh, for some reason, because they've re-released the game uh, within the last couple of years, um, 
<clears throat> I noticed this when I was trying to play the game with my with my nephews uh, last year, or I think it was last year. Uh, Queen Frostine, uh, like none of the other characters have changed. A couple of them have gotten a new art style, a new design, but she she has gotten a demotion. She is no longer Queen Frostine. Oh, is she a princess now? She's a princess now. Oh, uh, I know. Screw that. I know. Like, how is like, it even? Princess Frostine. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, you gotta, you gotta get girls off this princess kick. They should be queens. Agreed. Anyway, Queen right, is where it's at. They're also a great group, girls. Mm. If you're listening, you should try listening to Queen. Also agreed. Yes. All right. Okay, where where are you going, Sky? Away from us. Um <laughs> I there are a few things that I know about the Liberty Bell. <laughs> One of them is that it's in Philadelphia. Oh no. And okay. there are some things I know about Philadelphia. <laughs> So I am going to pursue one of them. Do you, do you have dirt on Philadelphia? Have you been blackmailing Philadelphia? No. <laughs> I know things. About I know things. Um, <laughs> I am going to. Uh, there is a Scooby-Doo Where Are You clue. What? It features Fred as Mr. Green, Shaggy as Professor Plum, Scooby as Colonel Mustard, Velma as Miss Peacock, Daphne as Miss Scarlet, of course, and Mrs. White as her host. <laughs> Okay. What? Uh, Scrappy it, can't be Mrs. White? <laughs> this yeah. edition takes place in a rundown version of the mansion of a mansion with a cemetery. Uh I'm clicking on Scooby Doo, where are you? Interesting. Yeah. Oh well, that wasn't where I thought yeah, no. Nope. I have a plan. Okay, I well promise. I also have a plan, and my plan also involves Philadelphia because it's the only other thing, <laughs> <laughs> it's only thing we know about Liberty Bell. So this is a race to Philadelphia. It's just like national treasure. Uh the way that I'm going to go actually revolves around the other thing that I know about the Liberty Bell, and that is that it's made of copper. Ooh. And uh I am going copper is not on this uh anywhere. However, uh, in the suspect section, um, the the playing pieces are typically made of colored plastic shaped like chess pawns or character figurines. Occasionally they are made from wood or pewter. Pewter ought to be able to get me there. So I'm going to click on pewter. Nice. Pewter. That's just fun to say. Let, let's just all say that just together. Just say on just say uh, pewter on three. One, two, three. Pewter. Pewter. I don't think this guy said it. No, nope, he did. Oh, we, whatever. We were just so in sync. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Scooby-Doo, have we never been here yet? How have we not been nope. on this page yet? Wow. This is, this is Scooby-Doo, where are you specifically? It's the first incarnation of the long-running Hanna-Barbera Saturday morning cartoon series, Scooby-Doo. Wow. It premiered um, on CBS September 13th. 1969 and it ran for two seasons for a total of 25 episodes um yeah everybody knows scooby-doo did you guys like scooby-doo growing up no i did not i was very like yeah i was very like uh i'm like homesick you know yeah i'm sick of watching jerry springer you know cartoon network it has these reruns of scooby-doo i guess i'll put it on that was about as far as it went yeah i wasn't really into the drug culture <laughs> As a kid. Although, uh, did you guys see my story the other night referencing Scooby-Doo uh, that I tweeted out the other night? No. No. 
Um, the, Scott, you you favorited one of the tweets. <laughs> oh, I just I'll get a start at anything that. That's actually true. You just click through Twitter randomly. Just like every five tweets or so, you're like, favorite. you get a star. <laughs> no, so what are you average. talking about? So, uh, our, our, we have a, our friend in common, Jerry. Um, I used to hang out with him like when we were very young. We, uh, I guess, oh man, I would have been in high school. Oh, yes. Time. I remember what you're talking about now. He so, strikes me as somewhat Fred like. What? Well, actually, like as a, as a silly thing, like he likes to be, I don't know. Silly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that would be the word I use, except I said it twice. Anyway, he, uh, we, we were hanging out with a group of friends. We went to a corn maze, uh, which this actually dovetails from the last episode that we did, which reminded me of this. Right. Um, we went to a corn maze when I, when we were teenagers and, uh, and it was, Toward, you know, toward Halloween, people were talking about uh, Scooby-Doo and things like like spooky things. And Scooby-Doo came up and within our group of friends, some people made the joke. I, I really don't even know how it shook out, but somehow I became Shaggy and Jerry was Scooby. Oh, and I don't understand. I, I still to this day don't remember how it happened. But um, what as we were going through the corn maze. Uh, you know, it was one of those not like haunted corn mazes, but people were going around like scaring other people. So someone spooks Jerry and he uh, like just out of the blue, like literally no warning uh, is near me and just jumps at me and is like, Granky! <laughs> and I don't know how I managed to do it quickly enough, but I, I caught him in my arms, just like, <laughs> just like just dead on, uh, like Scooby-Doo. And I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, I can't believe I just did that. That's amazing. <laughs> and, and everyone laughed and that was all there was to it. But it was just like that, that, that cemented in my mind, like, well, this is the length that I'll go for this a dumb is- joke. <laughs> This is now, was it is it Scooby that jumps into Shaggy's? It arms? goes back and forth. They do or does it yeah. go back and forth? Okay, yeah. I was like, yeah, I remember. Equal opportunity. Gotcha. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. I, I like how they they have sort of dissected the, the general concept of a Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> Scooby Doo. I mean in, in terms of, of plot, it's it's not the most varied no. sort of thing if you boil it down. It's 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 straightforward enough that you can make a board game out of it so yeah here's here's what happens usually the mystery incorporated gang is driving in the mystery machine returning from or going to a regular teenage function regular teenage function regular teenage function (laughs) mystery incorporated mystery incorporated what did are they a company well you that's how they fund the mystery machine is the wait mystery machine is a subsidiary of mystery incorporated Who owns this company? Which one of them owns the uh, spooky, the spooky like consortium? Yeah. What? Spooky it's... consortium. Yep. I is, is that on that page? Are you making? No, I'm making that up. <laughs> yep. So anyway, so hold on. They are they are an actual incorporated company, which means they have they have a board. you know, presumably. 
And that is the only time that the, the Wikipedia page mentions Mystery Inc. Like, no, yeah. no explanation why they're called not, the Mystery Inc. Game. Not letting go of the sky. <laughs> All right, go on. Sorry. Um, so they're returning from or going to a regular teenage function, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. When their van develops engine trouble or breaks down for any of a variety of reasons in the immediate vicinity of a large, mostly vacated property. Their unintended destination turns out to be suffering from a monster problem. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Mi- yeah. On the, on the Scooby-Doo wiki, uh, the Mystery Inc. is an amateur crime-solving group of friends. Wait. That's, that's what it is. That's all it says. Their mystery-solving began as kids in the city of Coolsville and eventually what? across the globe. Do I need to click on, on Coolsville? Yes, of course. Are they, Why are, you are, they, are they incorporating a pup named Scooby-Doo in as canon? And then I click on Coolsville, and the only thing that Coolsville says is Coolsville is the hometown of Mystery Inc. It's a it's a circle. What? How deep does this rabbit hole go, guys? Not very deep, actually. It just... <laughs> well, I guess yeah. you're right. Sort of it does shallow. have it does have known locations of Coolsville. What? Like Scooby Doo's doghouse when he was a puppy. Yeah. Yep. Um, it was located in the back garden of the Rogers home and inside the doghouse is much larger than appears on the outside. Like every doghouse, like um, it has an indoor pool, tennis court, many <laughs> other luxuries. Uh, there's also the Dew Manor. <laughs> the Dew Manor Dew. is a big mansion owned by Scooby's parents when he was a puppy. Scooby's parents. That's what it says. Do you want me to click on Dew Manor? <laughs> is that... This is. <laughs> we got to stop this somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I really want to follow this. <laughs> Two Manor is a large residence owned by Scooby-Doo's family in Coolsville. Specifically, it was owned by his uncle, Spooky-Doo. What? Spooky-Doo? <laughs> Until the latter's death. Yep. Spooky-Doo. Spooky-Doo. Is that oh, clickable? No. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta learn more about Spooky-Doo now. Spooky-Doo was an uncle to Scooby-Doo and the former owner of Doo Manor, now deceased. Oh, no. scooby Scooby and Shaggy Rogers were both afraid of him. Scooby said he was the family weirdo. He's he's gone so quickly. We just met him. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Okay, I knew that. I didn't know that so much. I mean, I knew drug (laughs) use was involved in this show. I didn't know how much drug use. All the drug use. Yeah. All the drug use. Sorry to derail your your episode. No, no. Let's just make this the entire episode now. (laughs) so they they they're driving around and they find the a monster the, problem. Yeah, a monster. Yep. Their yeah. unintended destination turns out to be suffering from a monster problem. Yep. The gang volunteers to investigate. Gang splits up to cover more ground. With Fred and Velma finding clues, Daphne finding. Oh danger. yeah, sure they do. And Shaggy. <laughs> well, no. Aaron. <laughs> Fred and Daphne are the ones that are thought to be the ones that just go out and make out. I think Fred just yeah. I think whatever. Fred is just going to, yeah, he's not going to, yeah. Fred and Velma finding clues, <laughs> Daphne finding danger, and Shaggy and Scooby finding food, Ooh. fun, and the ghost slash monster who chases them. Scooby and Shaggy love to eat, including dog treats <laughs> called Scooby Snacks, blah, 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 blah. Why does that add it to that part? Okay. Eventually, enough clues are found to convince the gang that the ghost monster is a fake. Because when is it ever not? Yeah. I was gonna say, have they ever have they ever found a real one? Because um, I, I think in a couple like the specials, like oh. it turns out that things are real. Dun dun dun. Or like the movie, the real, oh. the live action movie. I never watched it. Right. Sorry. 
Um, they set up a trap. The trap is used. It may or may not work. Hmm. Uh, the person in the ghost or monster suit turns out to be an apparently blameless authority figure or otherwise innocuous local who is using the disguise to cover up something such as a crime or a scam. Whoa. And after giving the parting shot of, and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for your meddling kids, meddling sometimes kids. adding, and your stupid dog. Oh, burn. Which, you know, is not nice. No. Scooby, Scooby hey. is just special. He's, he's doing the best he can. He is on weed. He's high as... Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he's so high. Doing the best he can. <laughs> high on the Scooby snacks. That's right. Okay. All right. Well... We, we, that was far enough for that. Where are we going from there? The reason I came here is the guy who voices Shaggy. Casey Kasem, right? Casey Kasem. Why yep, do I so know that? I'm clicking on Casey Kasem. Is because... he from Philadelphia? He is not from Philadelphia. Oh. But he, <laughs> he is about music? He, he I, How would I know that Casey Kasem's from Philadelphia? I don't know. You know a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> No, but he's like in the music and stuff. He's on okay. the radio about what well, was right and on the radio. Like, music has to do with bells. What and the Liberty and there's Bell? There's a there's a certain rapper that has to do, <laughs> that, that has to do with with Philadelphia. Okay, we're good. We're good. Um, Eminem, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight Mile. <laughs> That's what they call it. The old Eight Mile. The old eight, The old <laughs> Cracked Mile. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm actually that's... not going to be on the pewter page very long because it's like three scrolls total. Pewter, uh, pewter is pewter. invaluable. Actually, Casey Kasem was born in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pewter is a valuable metal alloy, traditionally 85 to 99 percent tin. The remainder consisting of copper, antimony, bismuth, and sometimes less commonly used today, lead. Uh, silver is also sometimes used. So it has a low melting point and uh, it's easy to mold, but still retains a certain or, uh, a, a, a certain level of hardness that makes it usable for small tools and things like that. Uh, so it's very, uh, even as old, even as far back as the ancient uh, Egyptians and, and Romans, uh, they got, they started using it um, to basically make things like, plates oh well actually they've got a list here like uh porringers what's a porringer i'm gonna okay. guess let's let's see is it a bowl it's a bowl okay <laughs> i don't know why they <laughs> called it a bowl. uh plate, plates dishes uh, basin spoons measures flagons communion cups teapots sugar bowls beer steins and cream jugs cream jugs cream jugs specifically cream jugs um so yeah, that's that's and they used it for uh, also for lamps and candlesticks, which is how it was connected to Cluedo, uh, because apparently that's you know that. So uh, I actually I know the Liberty Bell is made of copper, so I'm going to click on copper up at the oh, top. And certain, certain I'm sorry, certain athletic contests such as the U.S. Figure Skating Championships award pewter medals to the fourth place finishers. No, uh, is that something wow. you would want though? Hmm. I missed that. Oh, yeah. And it's used in a lot of decorative objects today. But so, anyway, yeah. Yep. Casey Kasem <clears throat> counts them down. How how badass is Casey Kasem? He's he he's be, moderately badass. He began, badass? he was born in Detroit. Yep. 
began his professional broadcasting career in Flint. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. Guy's seen some things. Uh, yeah, he, he's al- he also worked in Buffalo and Cleveland. Wow. Wow. This Wait. man, yeah. He give me here? your give me America's crappiest cities. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I belong. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. You say <laughs> as I diss all the places I'm from as well. Yeah. I guess that's true too, yes. Yep. Um yeah, Casey Kasem, he was a, an American disc jockey, music like historian, the- radio celebrity, voice actor, and actor. Mm. Uh he was a big countdown guy. Did you yep. guys grow up listening to him? My I dad would sure always be did. listening to him. Yeah. No. Usually count down the America's Top 40. Be like, here's the top songs that you listen to all the time. Yep. Um, Again. I kind of wonder how he, how he feels about being shaggy. Let's see. Um, wow. Okay. 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 Related to Scooby-Doo. This yeah. is interesting. Kaysen was a devout vegan. Supported animal rights and environmental causes and was a critic of factory farming. He quit the Scooby-Doo show in 1995 when asked to voice Shaggy in a Burger King commercial. What? Returning in 2002 after negotiating to have Shaggy become a vegetarian. What? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. He has, he has a lot of power. Yeah, he does. That's, yep. That is really amazing. Um, this is what he said for his like his voice. Um, he said, it's a natural quality of huskiness in the mid range of my voice that I call Ooh. garbage. He stated to the New York Times, it's not a clear toned announcer's voice. It's more like the voice of the guy next door. Which it kind of I, is. I, I yeah. don't really I don't think so. If anything, it sounds like more staged than any other announcer voice that I can think of personally. Oh, you think I so? guess maybe the tone. Yeah, like the tone is, but the, the delivery is a little bit more. Well, know. as far as the growl goes, I, I would agree with you, but I, I think he's got like right at that pitch that is like the next door neighbor, like your your next door neighbor's dad is what he sounds like. Yeah, maybe if like his dad wanted to be on the radio. Yes. Man. When when your next door neighbor's dad is acting like he's on the radio. Yes, right. that's that's exactly what he said. There we go. Like. <laughs> he did the voice of Scooby-Doo or of Shaggy. Sorry. All the way up until 2009. Wow. Yes, that's, that's a lot in dog years. Yeah. Um, he he was also the voice of Robin in the old cartoon, wasn't he? Mm. In the old Batman and. Like, oh yeah, you're right. Super Super yeah. Friends. Yeah, and Super Friends. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was also a number of characters on Transformers in the original '80s. Well, a run. number of characters. Yeah. How many? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it just says it just says that. Oh, really? It just, yeah, it just says in a number of characters. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. In, uh, in 1992, on Tiny Toon Adventures, he voiced uh, a character named Flaky Flakums. That's amazing. Just wow. so you know. Yep. Flaky Flakums. Well, in, uh, in honor. I came here to get to something about music. And so <laughs> I am going to click on, where was it? I saw it here. America's Top 40. Came here to click America's on the top, top 40. And chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Casey, count some down. Yep, American Top 40. American Top 40, interesting. Okay. Pretty cool. All right, so let's talk about copper. Uh, or rather, I guess, I mean, it's a chemical <laughs> or a chemical element with the symbol CU. And the topic number 29, according to this, which we all know, you know, simple, or simple CU, I guess. Yeah. Um, it is a <clears throat> metal that has been used for thousands of years. It is, uh, 
Let's see. Does they do they have the like the earliest use? It apparently, really picked up in the Roman era, but it is really principally used uh, along with other alloys, like along with other metals and, and mixing into other things to to do cool stuff. Because apparently, it's got a, a when it's compounded with things, it, it gives a lot of cool properties, uh, including and in here they actually list a couple things, but. Specifically, like, well, for wire and cable, it's good for transmission. And uh, for architecture, which is what I'll be coming back to, um, it's corrosion resistant and weatherproof. So awesome there as well. Uh, it's also antimicrobial. What do you, what do you know? <clears throat> so it can, it can remain kind of sterile on its own. Um, hmm. Yeah. However, the bit that I want to read about here is its use in folk medicine. Uh, copper is commonly used in jewelry, and folklore says that copper bracelets relieve arthritic symptoms. In alternative medicine, in other words, in not medicine, uh, some proponents speculate that excess copper absorbed through, this, absorbed through the skin can treat some ailments, or that the copper somehow creates a magnetic field, treating nearby tissue. Now, it is true, uh, aside here, it is true that uh, copper is actually in our body, like as the element we we use it for things. It can be used. I think it mentions earlier in the article that it uh, is found mostly in in our joints and things like that. But uh, this is total totally not true. Um, <clears throat> in various studies, though, no no difference is found between arthritis treated with a copper bracelet, magnetic bracelet, or placebo bracelet. Which I and there are two citations there, so. <laughs> Uh, as far as medical science is concerned, wearing copper has no known benefit for any medical condition at all. A human being can have a dietary copper deficiency, but this is very rare because copper is present in many foods, including legumes, grains, and nuts. There is no evidence that copper can even be absorbed through the skin. But what? if it were, but if it were, this could actually lead to copper poisoning. Well, good. Well, okay. <laughs> Which would be more likely than any beneficial effects. Wow. Yeah. Um, it goes on more recently, some compression clothing has been sold with you guys. You guys know what compression clothing is, right? Uh, uh it's like compression socks. Like <laughs> actually, yes. Yeah. It just, it, it's made to, undies. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I don't, not don't quite those like, exist. They do actually. You yeah. are, you are correct. Um, but it's these, they're things that are made to kind of hold the inside of your body in place, essentially. <laughs> uh, more recently, some compression clothing has been sold to copper woven into it, with the same folk medicine claims being made, while compression clothing is a real treatment for some ailments. Uh, yeah, in fact, it can be, it can do uh, some real good for, uh, well, in the same idea that like, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, uh, foam rolling. You know, it's really, it's keeping pressure on particular points of the body. Yep. Um, therefore, the clothing may appear to work. The added copper may very well have no benefit beyond a placebo effect. So, so copper interwoven into compression clothing does not work. It almost sounds like some kind of saw trap. Oh my gosh! It like does. it'll just keep squeezing, and like if it's really thin, it would just slice it. Yeah. Oh wow! I I like how you're thinking here, but that's still really terrifying. Yep. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Other things made of copper, not the Liberty Bell, which is not on this page for some weird reason, 
famous uses of copper. Uh, why is it Pennies. not on this page? Um, no, well, yeah, but... <laughs> uh, yes, but no. Uh, a, layer, a green layer of verdigris can often be seen on old copper construction, such as the Statue of Liberty. I'm going to click on the Statue of Liberty. Well, that's, that's one word. Oh. Got liberty. You got liberty? Yeah. No, no, Statue of Liberty. Right, but one word... Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm close in that regard, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go on. American Top Forty, commonly abbreviated as AT40, my favorite it, Star Wars it, robot. What? Is it commonly abbreviated? <laughs> According to Wikipedia. Are there people who need to do abbreviate? <laughs> <laughs> it's an internationally syndicated independent song countdown radio program. It was created by Casey Kasem, Don Bustany, Tom Rounds. And Ron oh, Jacobs. These are great names. Kasem, Bustany, Rounds, and Jacobs. If if Runyon did Four not hit have, in the, yeah, yeah. These this is a this is a story by by it was it Nathan Runyon. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. You go on. I'm gonna look this up again. I, I think wanna, it was Nathan uh, Runyon. Yeah. Um. Yep. Uh, it's hosted by Ryan Seacrest, who took over for Kasem uh, after he left in 2004. And yeah, it's on the radio if anyone listens to that anymore. Yeah, there's just it has a pretty straightforward structure. You know, a lot of times it'll be like it'll start talking about like the bios of the um, the singers and the artists. And there's there's some some trivia in there sometimes and they'll do a long distance dedication, that sort of thing. Those are kind of different, uh, different things that are always in there. Yep. It was not Nathan Runyon. It's uh, it's Damon Runyon. Oh, there you yes, go. Damon Runyon. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Good call. Um, what I wanted to talk about here uh, is censorship of offensive songs. Oh boy. Uh, Case of Watermark's <laughs> policy regarding uh, putting American Top Twenty together was to always play the, the forty most popular songs in the United States and never to ban a record from the countdown. Oh. Uh, when songs with potentially offensive lyrical, yeah, lyrical content made it made the top 40, Watermark would send out memos to stations alerting them of the presence of that song in the countdown and sometimes providing stations with suggestions on how to edit the song out of their AT40 broadcasts. Um, and the first song to receive this advisory was uh, in April and May of 1971 with a spoken word piece, The Battle Hymn of Lieutenant Callie which I'm not familiar with. It's by Terry it. Nelson. Yeah. Okay. Um, some uh, more well-known songs that had to get this treatment were uh, Kodachrome by Paul Simon. Am I just <laughs> oh. not cool enough to know any of this? Uh, Roxanne <laughs> by The Police. Oh, Roxanne. Uh, and Ain't Love a Biatch by Rod Stewart. <laughs> uh, perhaps the most infamous of these songs was Chuck Berry's number one hit, My Dingling, which... Yeah, I was introduced to in college, uh, which put some stations in the odd I, position of having to air AT40 without playing the number one song, which b- introduced you by every male you knew in college. Yeah. Uh, K- KELI in Tulsa, Oklahoma, center, uh, censored out the song uh, and replacing it with a message from station management explaining why they chose to censor the program, which is pretty amazing. Just yeah. That is pretty. Uh, the censorship of the song continues even today, as some stations, um, as such as WOGL in Philadelphia, replaced this song with an optional extra when it aired a rerun in November eighteenth, nineteen seventy-two broadcast. Um, so Philadelphia is right here. 
Uh, oh, I oh, thought <laughs> I thought I needed to get to um, Will Smith ah. so I could get to <laughs> French Prince of Bel-Air so I could get to West Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. Will Smith wow. wasn't on here. So I'm like, oh, I got to find rap. Is rap on here? Am I doing this? And then I'm like looking through. I'm like, wait, maybe Philadelphia is on here. And it is. What? Yep. Meatloaf is on here. Um. So yeah, I guess I'm gonna click on Philadelphia. Who? Yeah. Well, that's that's reasonable. Yeah, I think so. Ah, man, Sky. Um, okay. <laughs> so the Statue of Liberty, guys. It's a statue for liberty. Um, it is. Oh, actually, it, the it has a, a full name which I did not realize. Do you guys know the name of this statue? Um, Bernice. Uh. <laughs> She looks like a Bernice. She does. <laughs> I think she looks more like a Kelly. I was not expecting that. <laughs> um, Actually, Tim, it would be a French name, if anything. <laughs> Bernice is not French. Oh, yeah, I suppose it is, isn't it? Yeah, I thought this out, Kyle. <laughs> well done. Uh, you, you'll, though you are wrong, well done. Okay. I have no idea what it, what the full name is. Uh, the actual name of the statue, I guess this is a good trivia, is Liberty Enlightening the World. Oh. Uh, in French, the they, they actually have it listed here in English and French. Uh, La Liberté éclairante le monde uh, is a col- colossal neoclassical sc- sculpture on Liberty Island in New York Harbor in New York City in the United States. Uh, the copper statue, so I got, I got there, uh, except this isn't the Liberty Bell. Uh, (laughs) the best things made in America are are all copper Uh, designed by Frederic Auguste uh, Bartholdi Bartholdi, I really don't know how to pronounce that B-A-R-T-H-T-H-O-L-D-I a French sculptor was built by Gustave Eiffel and dedicated on uh, October 28th, 1886 it was a gift to the United States from the people of France what color is the Statue of Liberty to you guys? Like now? Yes. It's like green. <laughs> no, it is green now. Uh, but originally, it, when it was built, it was copper and therefore had a, you know, it was brown. Right. Well, uh, still copper, right? Well, yes, of course. But um, yeah, like the what we tarnished know, or whatever. Uh, actually, uh, in the last page, um, copper develops as it, as it, um, is elements. No, it doesn't oxidize. No, no, it's not oxidized. Yes, it doesn't rust. It. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it resists oxidation, and that's what makes it such a good uh, material for this. But it has a uh, it, it develops a layer of verdigris on on it, which is basically just green junk. Like there's not really a better. <laughs> like it's just science. Still is it's a mystery. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's a you mis- know what? Everything's on the table now. Okay. It took us this long to figure out that there's liquid water on the on the on the surface of Mars. I know. Like, it feels like everything. Like, what do we know? We don't know anything. (laughs) How did we not know that there's frigging there's frigging water right on the. (sighs) We've we've been so close this whole time, this whole time. The water's just been there all along. Yeah, it comes and it goes every summer. And we're like, what's that black stuff that we're seeing? It kind of looks like it can't be water. Technically speaking, it's not really water as oh, much it's, as it's, it's brine. The, it's a brine, yes. Yeah. It's not really water as much as it wants to kill you. So, yeah. Well, 
Yeah. There's uh, H2O there. Uh, one of the tweets that I read when that happened was, uh, if you want to recreate, well, if you want to recreate the Mars water or get a feel for what it, what it's like, uh, eat, uh, no, soak a pretzel in water and then just suck on it. And that's what, that's what it tastes like. Sure. I'm not saying that there's like <laughs> overflowing rivers and we can just go out for a swim and drink <laughs> up and die. Just saying it's a big, it's a it, big deal. And we, we just can't, we had a thing running around. What is curiosity doing? <laughs> like, what is it doing with its time? <laughs> and what do you, you know what it's doing? It's singing itself. Happy birthday. That's what yeah. it's doing. Why would you be it, mean to curiosity? That's what it's, our taxes are doing. It's so far from home, Sky. <laughs> it's trying so It tweets because it's lonely. In 18 minutes, it's just gonna its little like eyebrows are gonna droop and it's gonna get really sad when it hears this uh, uh, transmission. Gee, uh, this is so sad. Aw. Too bad. Oh get wow. Going. Do do stuff. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I love Mars. I love you, Curiosity Rover. It's fine. So cute. Anyway, go see the Martian in theaters this Friday. So the statue has been renovated a couple times uh, since, you know, 1933. Um, and oh, wait, no, that was the first renovation was in 1933. Um, it's been it's been repaired and renovated a couple times. They actually have uh, fixed the arm. Uh, it was and, and one of the points of the crown uh, were in a position at one point that they were kind of damaging each other so uh they've they've fixed a couple things and at no point in history though uh like people have not uh no one has really taken the initiative to clean off the the green color like they they seriously could just clean it off oh yeah it's iconic uh, now though yeah but it is yeah it's an iconic part of the statue so um yeah it's i think that's pretty cool it's it's really interesting that uh that that's how that that that's that's what's uh going on with that right now that the way that we think of it is not the way that it was built and uh even in our history if you i mean even now i'll bet there are people who think that it is supposed to be green mm-hmm. and and she is not uh the uh currently being uh looked over by the u.s national park service it has at different points in its history been a part of the war department and what else was it uh let's see like it has been kicked around to a couple different departments within the u.s government because really oh it was at one point even uh part of the united states lighthouse board oh wow it's technically Technically. a lighthouse yeah i guess so um yeah have either of you been to the i have not have you no me neither well, it's apparently pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things that uh, one of the things that uh, she is known for, she is all over the place in uh, America. We have her on everything. In fact, actually, I think I'll just read this. Um, in terms of dis- determining how they were going to choose what she looked like, um, one of these, these symbols personified Columbia was seen as an embodiment of the United States in the manner that Britannia was identified uh, with the United Kingdom and Marianne uh, came to represent France. Columbia had supplanted the earlier figure of an Indian princess, which had come to be regarded as uncivilized, derogatory toward Americans and other people. 
the or original Americans, I suppose. The other significant female icon in American culture at the time was a representation of liberty derived from Libertas, the goddess of freedom, widely worshipped in ancient Rome, especially among emancipated slaves. A liberty figure adorned most American coins of the time, and representations of, of liberty appeared popular in popular and civic art, including Thomas Crawford's The Statue of Freedom atop the dome of the United States Capitol building. So they went back and forth on how they were going to determine what she looked like. Uh, they do actually show uh, the early symbol. Uh, they have a picture here that includes, I guess, Columbia and the Indian princess uh, here. So I'll share that with you guys. Um, I, I'm kind of weirded out by this a little bit. I don't know what to, what to think about it, guys. I mean, she's basically a general... European person there, just in general. Yeah, so there's Lady Liberty, and there is yeah. Orlando Lakes Indian. <laughs> That's right. kind of what it looks like. Uh, interesting, though. Um, so I am actually going to click here, though. Um, going back to this sentence here, a Liberty figure adorned most American coins at the time because I know... The, the Liberty Bell has been on some American yeah, coins. This is true. It's gotta be there somewhere. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Okay. Um, one thing I'm I'm shocked and saddened to see not mentioned on the Statue of Liberty page is its crucial role in the award-winning film. I think maybe it won an award. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters Two. Yes. Yeah. Where well, a an animated Whoa. an animated Statue of Liberty with spirit and energy mm -hmm. stomps triumphantly, yes, through New York City and smashes the roof of an art museum. Yeah. To allow the Ghostbusters purchase into the museum to do battle with the ghost and win. And that is Liberty, my friend. Powered by powered by happiness. And slime. Well, yeah. Slime, <laughs> yes, but but happiness. Happy slime. Yep. Uh, what what was it like? An uh, optimism, like city optimism, or something like that. I can't remember what it like. General goodwill. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yes. yeah, whatever. Now in Philly, Philadelphia, born and raised. Philadelphia. Uh, in nope. They talk about um, <laughs> in in uh, we got this. It's a podcast that some of the guys from uh, from Thrilling Adventure Hour do oh, okay. and uh, where they just like talk about like they come up with topics like what's the best ice cream flavor and they just talk about it and then pick. Um, and one was like, what's the best television theme song? And it didn't win, but they talked about uh, the, the Prince of Bel-Air theme song and how it's just so like everyone knows the words to those song. Like if you were born in a certain span, everyone could sing the entire song to you. And all you need to do is just go in and it's like in, like yeah. it instantly all comes to you. And it's so yes. bizarre that you could just do that in a theater and everyone would <laughs> like you couldn't even like there are very few things you could do that with. It's um, like you can't shout fire in a theater. You also can't yell in. <laughs> like it just. Yeah. It's like now we got to do the whole song. It's so weird. But anyway, <laughs> it's the largest city in Pennsylvania. 
it is. Yep, it's the fifth most populous in the United States. Is there anything important about it? Is there a thing there? there, Yes. Before (laughs) Europeans arrived, the Philadelphia area was named, was home to, named, was home (laughs) to the Lenape Indians. Remember the Lenape Indians? We talked about them, yeah. (laughs) Yes. In the village of Shakamaxon. What? Yep. What? There's there's originally a village called Saxamaxon. Hang on a second. It was located uh it was located where Philadelphia was. Um (laughs) uh it's from it's it's from the Lenape term uh Shakamakin which means to make a chief or king place. Shackamax yep. on. Is that where is that where Boom Shakalaka comes from? Maybe. I am certain that we are doing Boom Shackamax on. A really big disservice to this, but that sounds really funny now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, Philadelphia was of course a very important city in the early days of uh, the United States. Um, <laughs> I I like how. Um, it mentions that it is the location of many firsts in in the United States, including the first library, um, 1731, the first hospital, 1751, first medical school, 1765. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's something seems out of place there. A little a little anachronism there, perhaps. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they had that library way so, longer than they should have. No, before. I'm not even talking about that. <laughs> I'm just talking about having the hospital and then suddenly one day being like, you know what? <laughs> we should probably teach these people to do medicine. <laughs> so what happened, Tim, is that they got the, the people, the people doctors were... that moved there originally got too old to practice medicine. And yeah. like these, these kids, no, stop killing people. The people were doing stop. medicine stop. way before they knew how to do medicine. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I for think, centuries. I think, I think my portrayal of it is much more entertaining. Yeah. I like it too. Yes. The Wikipedia article here seems to suggest that um, uh, William Penn, the guy who kind of founded the um, Mr. Penn, you know, he did he did he charted like the Pennsylvania colony, Mr. Delphia. It says that his Quakerism um, and his experiencing of religious persecution led him to more tolerance and said that that's why uh, relationships with the local native tribes was better than in other areas, which might be mm-hmm. true, but interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like we should fact check that, but yeah. And uh, it also helped with its growth. And um, he was, he was planning on it to be, Penn was planning on it to be um, a port and a place for government, like right off the bat um, and wanted it to be more like a English rural town instead of a city. So he laid out roads uh, on a grid plan and left a lot of space for like orchards and gardens. And the city's inhabitants just said, nope. And they all sold their lots and like congregated around the port. Yeah. And just made it into a gross city. Yeah. Good job, Philly. And one of the last things, um, the last thing he did before he left Philadelphia was he issued like, for the last time, he would never return. I don't oh, know if dang. it was this drastic or not, but he issued the charter of of 1701, which established it as a city. He's like, like, I'm out. You can do that. Whatever. You're a city. Good yeah. luck. Have your library, you jerks. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I actually, well, I mean, I, I guess I know a couple things about Philadelphia, but one of the main things I know about Philadelphia is that they have an actual area called the Gaberhood. 
Oh yeah. And I have been there. Gaberhood. And, and I I love puns and portmanteaus. And I really don't think there needs to be a portmanteau <laughs> called the Gaberhood. No. I I'm okay with that not being a thing, you guys. That said, it was really cool being in an area being in an area where people were like, "Oh, hey, these are a bunch of gay-friendly shops and places and no one and the advertising and everything was for gay people." Like, "Whoa, whoa. Wait, I'm a person? What?" I'm <laughs> a demographic. You're a demographic. I'm, yeah. <laughs> You're being advertised too. Finally. That's all I it's all I've ever wanted. Sweet, sweet consumerism. In the same paragraph that <laughs> it talks on about my doorstep. <laughs> in the same paragraph it talks about Gaberhood, um, it starts. There have also been an increase of yuppie, bohemian, and yep, hipster types. <laughs> hipster types is what it hipster says. Hipster types. Yes. Does it literally say hipster yes, types? Yes, it says literally hipster types, particularly <laughs> around Center City. Like, is it hyphenated? Like hipster types? No, like, it's just like our it's like our parents types. would do. Nope. There have been an increase of yuppie, bohemian, and hipster types. I love it. So good. Um, one last <laughs> thing I want to talk about is the cuisine, because uh, we all know the, the uh, Philly cheesesteak. Cheese yeah. But it's also known for its hoagies, scrapple, soft pretzels, water ice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have, I have Philadelphia to thank for soft pretzels? Soft pretzels, yeah. <laughs> and is, water ice. What is That's, scrapple again? It's... Uh, squashed apple. I don't know what is it. No. Is that what it is? Uh, no, it's not. I used to know what this is. <laughs> I it's never as good as it sounds. It's, it's not. It? It's not going to be good because Mike Rowe once did a dirty job segment on it. Ooh. It's a it's a mush of pork scraps and trimmings combined oh. with, with cornmeal and wheat flour. So yeah, I, not as good as it sounds. I hooked onto the wrong part of that word. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, Irish potato candy, <laughs> tasty cake. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I, I'm, Irish I'm, potato candy is just a potato. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with that. I really, I didn't, I thought there was more to that word or that phrase. But. Despite its name, it's not from Ireland and does not usually contain any potato. What? The candies have a coconut cream inside. What? Yep. What? And the rolling cinnamon on the outside, resulting in an appearance rep- reminiscent of small potatoes. That doesn't sound like a potato Philly at all. Philly is it full of lies. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like something a hipster type would eat. That does sound like something. Do you guys know what tasty cake is? No. Um, now I don't want to know. Yep. It's a brand. Oh, it's a brand name of sta- of snack foods. Are you sure it's not tasty cake? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> It's tasty K A K E. I've been practicing Japanese too much. So, so I don't often tasty K Indians. So I don't often enjoy correcting you, Scott. I try really hard not to. Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure I just won the game based That's on that. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over here saying tasty cake. Uh, <laughs> like, what am I gonna find when I click on it? Oh, it's just that company. I really should have just let it go. That would have been amazing. Uh, <laughs> why did they spell it with a K? What's uh, that? Did the right thing. Anyway, (laughs) anyway.
god, okay. <laughs> so, so gross. So please tell us more about this. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. Is it sold beside the cheese steak? <laughs> it's high end restaurants include Morimoto, Iron Chef Masuharu Morimoto's first restaurant. What is he doing in Philadelphia? <laughs> there's not our title. <laughs> oh, Tasty Kake is, totally, <laughs> is totally our title. So read his Tasty Cake. And they'll be like, why is this one called Tasty Cake? <laughs> yeah. That is uh, oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> that was amazing. Okay, well. I completely lost track of what I'm doing now. This is so great. The Liberty Bell is in. Oh, right. Liberty <laughs> uh, it's right there in the, in the photo of famous oh, Philadelphia stuff. Come on. Yeah. Oh man! Clicking on the Liberty Bell. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, I get a I get a chance to redeem this. I although I don't feel like I need to bring it back from anything because we have already we've already gone past the the best part of whatever this show is going to (laughs) be. Thanks. So no, I'm this episode just this episode. Um, okay, so coins of the United States. There are a lot of coins. Uh, I, oh my gosh, we've had coins, uh, for the United States, the dollar specifically, were first minted in 1799, not 1972, 1792. That would be a very distinct difference. Uh, New coins have been produced annually. Since then, they make up a valuable aspect of the United States currency system. Uh, Currently, we have coins that are for one cent, which should not be around five cents, 10 cents, 25, 50, and a dollar. Um, Also minted are bullion coins and commemorative coins. Did you guys ever collect the commemorative coins? Yeah, my uh, my uh, uncle actually gets us one for Christmas. Oh, me and my brother. Yeah, nice, well, we nice. get like silver dollar coins and yeah, yeah. Did Tim? Did you? No. Um. Well, uh, you, Sky, are indirectly participating in numismatism. <laughs> oh yes. <clears throat> which is, uh, if you are a numismatist, you are you collect coins, which is one of those weird things that. Uh, that doesn't sound like the word that you collect. Like, uh, well, what's the uh, what's the stamp collecting one? Oh no. Uh, um, oh, fin- funambulism. <laughs> Finflamunism. No, funambulism. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Funambulism is tightrope walking. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, Phil, Phila, Philateli. Oh, Phila, oh gosh! Can you can you Phila just put Taley? it in the box? We don't need you mispronouncing. Stop it. saying things, Skylar. Put them in the box. <laughs> put it in the put it in the Skype chat. A, a philatelist. Yes, thank you. That's, That's that it. also that does not sound any better. I'm no. sorry. No. So, so that's one of them. I'm pretty sure flag collecting is one too, but I can't find it currently. Um, 
anyway, anyway. So we've gone through a lot of different coins in the U.S. And uh, there are some that are obsolete. Uh, do you guys want to take any guesses? There's a large list here <laughs> of coins that are obsolete. Coins that are obsolete. Do you want to guess? Like in denominations? That, yes. Yeah, that we have had and do not have any longer or or don't use regularly. Uh, still, some of them are still in circulation, but they are not used, really. They're not used. They're not well, making new ones. It's a half dollar. Um, they are still making half dollars. Oh, they are. Two yes. cents. The two cent piece is correct. The last time that was made was in 1873. The half cent. Also correct. 1857. Um, the 27 cent piece. You are closer than you think. There's a 20 cent piece that nope. has not been made since 1878, and it was made of silver. Wow. Um, <clears throat> there are... Did they do a 75 cent? I don't see one on here. That'd be dumb. Well, it, it wouldn't surprise me. They see they got really specific for a while. We had the half cent. There was, in fact, a large cent, which is they don't give any better description of what it is. There was which was still just a cent. Hmm. There's the steel cent, also still just a, a cent, but made of steel. Um, there was the two piece, two cent piece, the three cent piece. The not this is not a nickel, but it was called a half dime. Okay. It was worth five cents, not a nickel. This is not <laughs> a nickel. Yes, it's made of silver. Okay. There was the large size dollar, which was made of silver, not a not a silver dollar. Although this was also made of silver. <laughs> you can see why they've made some of these obsolete. Yeah. Um the uh, gold dollar, which is also a dollar, but made of gold. Made of silver. Oh. <laughs> Although it should have been, ah. Uh, and there are a couple names here which are amazing, and I wish we still used them. Uh, there's the Quarter Eagle. Do you want to guess how much the Quarter Eagle is? Five bucks. Well, that doesn't no. make any sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have shamed my family. No, but I, <laughs> I can tell you that there's another one later called an eagle. So it is literally a quarter of that eagle. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, uh, the quarter eagle is two fifty. Two fifty. Two fifty. Like two dollars and fifty cents. It is a literal piece, a coin that is worth two dollars and fifty cents. So, so a full eagle is ten bucks. You are correct. So, so what I said was a half eagle. A half eagle is five dollars. It is a real thing. Oh well, I don't feel so bad anymore. Uh, some it it lists here. Some modern commemoratives are still minted as uh, as half eagles, uh, mm. as well as eagles. So um, there is. So we have because I guess we just wanted to be as cool as Britain with their weird names for their money, and Canada, calling their money after animals. Uh, <laughs> Not only do we have the the quarter eagle, there is the half eagle, there's the eagle, which is ten dollars, and the double eagle, which is double eagle. eagle. Sounds very golf like. I'm just gonna say that's a golf like a golf uh, term. Not golf related though are the other ones on this list. There are only two others that I haven't mentioned. One of them is the half union, which uh, is fifty dollars, and they have only it's only done commemoratively. Hmm. Um, but there's also a four dollar gold cold coin 
called the Stella. And that's the entire explanation for what for this coin. It literally, in the name of the title, name of the image, with flowing hair. <laughs> oh wait, so there's two. There's with flowing hair, and oh man, the more the more conservative Stella. Oh yes, up in a bun. With it, the, with their hair pulled up in a bun. Yes. Ah oh, man. Anyway. Coins. Yes, coins. They're pretty cool. Anyway, uh, you know what else was on coins was pictures of stuff that is important to the U.S., including the, li- <laughs> including the Liberty Bell. Yay. Uh, it's linked. The pyramids. And I just want to point out here, uh, it, it's, on the, uh, <clears throat> it's on the silver dollar, yes? Yes. On the front is, the, is Dwight D. Eisenhower. According to this description on the, uh, about this coin, the back either has the Apollo 11 mission insignia. Right. Or, it, running from 1975 to 76, the Liberty Bell superimposed over the moon. No explanation, just the Liberty Bell and the moon. Sure. That's, <clears throat> that's, that's it. So I got there too. Yay! Hey, Liberty yeah, Bell. good job. Was it, you know what would be awesome? What? A three Liberty Bell moon. <laughs> <laughs> that would just, be pretty awesome. Just three, just three uh, oh. images of the Liberty Bell around the full moon. Boom. Just facing, facing different directions. Yeah. That would be okay. amazing. We need to make that happen. So just in case you wanted to know, my passage from Cluedo to Liberty Bell went from Cluedo to Secret Passage. Oh. From Secret Passage, I went to Bonus Stage. From bonus stage, I went to slot machine. What? And from slot machine, I went to Liberty Bell. Oh, oh wow. Because there are bells. Yep. Oh, wow. And, and there are Liberty Bell slot machines. That's amazing. Nice job. Um, so the, uh, let me, where is it? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, so the original slot machine was more of, of a poker-based card game. The Wikipedia article says, uh, so it was almost impossible to come up with a way to make it capable of making an automatic payout mm. for all the possible winning combinations. Uh, so mm. eventually... You had, your, you had your quarter eagles, you had your Stellas. <laughs> yeah. So eventually Charles Fay of San Francisco, California, devised a much simpler automatic mechanism with three spinning reels, reels containing a total of five symbols, horseshoes, diamonds, spades, hearts, and a Liberty Bell. No kidding! The bell gave the machine its name. So Liberty Bell was the first, or one of the first, um, sort of true, quote unquote, slot machines. What year was Weird. this? Uh, somewhere between 1887 and 1895, it says. That's really cool. Uh, the Liberty Bell, let's see, commissioned in 1752. So it was, oh, I wonder if it was like a, uh, it couldn't have been like a centennial or something like that. That would have been interesting, though. That's pretty and, cool. But I guess that's also why you see bells on so many slot machines today. Wow. Even if they aren't the Liberty Bell, that's yeah. what they're based on. We just we've just taken that to be part of that part of that um yeah. game. That's pretty cool. So that is our trip from Cluedo to Liberty Bell. Yeah, let's not actually like let's not actually talk about the Liberty Bell at all, okay guys? Oh, should we? No. I mean I I, I talked about how it was in a slot machine. I don't yeah, see no, it's more American than that. I was gonna say I'm actually pretty good with that. That's that's pretty <laughs> cool. Um yeah, that's that's pretty neat. So yeah. Liberty Bell's got a big ass crack in it. 
Got a what a choice of words. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I big ass crack. We did it. not mention that. Yeah. Um, so I would like to mention here. It, it, there's a paragraph right near the top. The bell acquired its distinctive large crack sometime in the early 19th century. No one wrote this down for some weird reason. A widespread story claimed it cracked while ringing the death of Chief Justice John Marshall in 1835. We don't know for certain. The uh, bell became famous after a 1847... Oh, wait, what year did you say the the slot machine started? They, they About 1855? Uh, yeah, I believe so. <clears throat> uh, be, no, sorry, 1887 <clears throat> and 1895. Oh, okay, well, it wouldn't be that then. Um, yeah, a uh, short story claimed that an aged bell ringer rang it on July 4th, 1776, upon hearing of the se- Second Continental Congress's vote for independence. Uh, wasn't it... It couldn't be possible, right? Like, wait. Anyway, yes. So it became a symbol uh, due to that story and, and other things. It became a symbol of our, of our nation. Crack and all. <laughs> oh, yeah, it says, it says no immediate announcement was made of the Second Continental Congress's vote for independence. Oh, unless the bell go. cannot have been rung on that date. Nice. At least not for any reason related to that vote. Oof. Way to go, yeah. story writer. Short story writer, whoever you are, who, who didn't, who didn't, uh, weigh in block. yeah, well, anyone, no, the editor didn't think that short story writer was important enough to even link them. That's sad. Poor, poor author. Also poor editor for not fact checking. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> the Liberty Bell guys. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Have either of you seen the Liberty Bell? I have. Have you? Yes. Is it? Cool. I mean, like I have not been there either. I mean, it's it's nice to look at for a bit, I guess. I mean, it's just <laughs> I would love to hear it, but of course you won't hear it. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a decent bell. <laughs> As bells. I mean, honestly, there's yeah, there's not really a whole lot to say about it. It's it's a it's a cool big bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that America. Cool. America. It's a cool big bell. I mean, there's there's it's. I would not go to Philadelphia just to see the Liberty Bell. I would make I, it part of my Philadelphia experience. Because I was at Philadelphia for work, I really didn't have time to go sightseeing. So it, as, as I said, I had enough time to walk through, walk through the neighborhood, but not to go see the Liberty Bell. <laughs> so sorry, Liberty Bell. I don't, I'm not, I, I, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Yep. I mean, it's, it's probably heard it all by now. I mean, come on. Oh, uh, um, it's it's had a lot of cracks made at it. Oh my gosh! Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's wrap and, this. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> and that's the end of it. Yep. So that was now officially our <laughs> journey from Cluedo to Liberty Bell. Uh, if you like what you've heard today, that is really good cool. for you. We will not judge you. It's amazing. Uh, Check us out on iTunes. Review us there. Yeah. We're also on Stitcher, I believe. Do they re- do reviews on Stitcher? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Demand reviews on Stitcher if they don't. <laughs> Demand <laughs> your opinion be heard by the internet. Uh, you can also see us on uh, wskbcast.blogspot.com or our Facebook page, which is, is it We Should Know Better or WSKBcast? Yep. We you should just search for We Should Know Better, yes. Yes. Uh, we are also on Twitter at WSKPCast. Say hi to us. Yeah, Say hi. do it. Tell we'll us your story. Tell us your story about, about the Liberty Bell. 
<laughs> or about uh, Scooby Doo, I guess, because <laughs> we had a bunch of those too. Give yeah. us your tasty cake reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> Please do it. So, that being said, I think that's a good place to end it, guys. Yeah. 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 Until next time. Yep. Have a good night, everyone. Uh, we would love to uh, hear a review from you or see a review, of course. Yeah, is there something, jing- something it's like not jingling? Me. Is it the Liberty Bell? No, Tim, it's Tim, not. Tim, what do you it's have not. in your hands? I, I have a screwdriver. Screwdrivers <gasps> don't jingle. Where? Why yes. do you have a screwdriver? I was. I had to unscrew the back of my new 3DS. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I wasn't doing that during the course of the podcast you are lying i'm not lying (laughs) all right (laughs) we would love to uh see a a review (laughs) to bicker in front of you for for more time (laughs) yes and i also found that this is completely unrelated but so i searched for tasty cake on youtube and this is what i found is it someone mispronouncing tasty cake? No. What is happening? <laughs> what? <laughs> is this? This is uh, what you think it is. ASMR or whatever. Sass E Snacks? Yep. She's Wait. opening it upside down. She's describing the... Whoa! Ah! It's similar to a ding dong. <laughs> this is so weird. Why is she whispering? Because that's part of what the the. I'm also testing you guys to see if you guys are so. <laughs> I I am not are susceptible to AS, as ASMR. No, I'm not. It's a it's a a physical condition where you when you listen to soft sounds, uh, or just specific like um, yeah, methodical. Specific I guess yeah. methodical sounds. Um, you get kind of like it's it's a chemical reaction. You get like this tingly feeling, and it feels yeah. good. Oh my gosh, I'm getting that. <laughs> <laughs> that is creepy. It's not. It's it, there's nothing wrong with it. You, it's just a thing that some people's brains do. Yep. Um, and it's not. It won't hurt you <laughs> or anything like that. I'm I, scared. <laughs> <laughs> We we've opened up a whole new thing for to, uh, there are I, actually a lot of ASMR videos on YouTube if you want to check it out. This is but like some, it's a really like people get like a really strong reaction from it sometimes. Some people really do, yes. Yeah. I and it's always like people you just have to be describing something or or uh modeling it. Um I I sometimes will will feel it, but not yeah not to any point that I would I get say it sometimes like, do mm-hmm. yeah. So yes, it's a thing that some people. <laughs> this is so weird. Ah, get away from the camera! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> She's not listening to you. Go away! <laughs> this is so weird. Um, yeah, this goes on for twenty minutes. Gotta get she, your your jollies. 
Does she eat the whole box? Growing up, I loved Ding Dongs. <laughs> that's going to be the... That's what she just That's going to be the opening. Never... <laughs> that's going to be the opening of this episode. Great, great. It's just kind of going... I've never heard of this before. <laughs> Growing up, I loved Ding Dongs. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this no. is, there's a whole, uh, what, what, what podcast was it? Was it Radio Lab? Uh, I don't know. I know that, um, the McElroy brothers will make fun of it. And my brother, my brother <laughs> and me. I really feel like it was, a, whoa, she's in a different, co- uh, different clothes. That was sudden. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think it was, I really think it was Radio Lab. Yeah. The whole thing on it. And there's this like there's like a whole group of people that are really into this and will scour YouTube for videos. And they a lot of them say that the best videos are the ones that aren't purposeful. Yeah. And so they try to like people have like these random people become like Internet sensations overnight because the ASMR people find them and are like, (laughs) like, give us more videos. This woman has terrible cutting. Uh, like the way that she is cutting this mango is super dangerous. Yeah, are I can't you, remember. Are you looking at this too. <laughs> yeah, she's going to cut her. Okay, good. She put it on the cutting board. Thank you. Oh, and she yes. poked her finger. Great. Did she? Uh, oh, yeah. See, crinkle sounds. Ah. Stop it! Ah, I can't take it. <laughs> she's going to. Why is she scoring it so much? Because <laughs> the, the makes noise, Tim. Oh, yeah. that's, that's supposed to trigger. It makes. Oh, that's not doing effect. anything for me this time. That's a bummer. It, it's usually people's voices. It's the pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going down a rabbit hole now. <laughs> I can't believe we're all just watching. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I, I'm guessing the buffalo wings one would give me a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> just, just by looking at the wings, though. Wait a minute, what was this say at the beginning? Warning, this video contains whispering eating sounds and savage-like eating. Watch and listen at your own risk. Also also produced by Bjork. (laughs) And why does she have a pony as her thing? I think think you know the answer to that, Tim. She likes ponies. Yes, that's that's the answer. She likes <laughs> What's really uh, weird is that they God, also so weird. there's a role play element. So like what? there's videos like like this one that I'm watching right now, which is best SMR manicure role play ever. Because part like I said, part of it is like the fact that it's not like on purpose. On purpose. So this so this woman's just like, oh my nails, they're like they're so long. Let me <laughs> Take, take care of them and she starts rubbing them with an ebony board and that sound like it's it's so weird like so that sound is the thing that you're supposed to be listening to and she's just like yeah this is so nice and it's like oh my gosh it's the weirdest thing this is really weird and then all the comments are like oh god thank you yeah it's like Damn, okay. are you still watching the mango one because no, I'm, I'm on the wings now i'm sorry you went on to the wings all right i'll, I'll click on the wings as well this woman has 48,000 plus subscribers. Yeah, yes. 
She's just eating those wings. She Look says, question, why did I change my channel name? Answer, I was feeling sassy, and it just felt right. What? Comments, I love watching people eat chicken. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. I don't really like celery, but you made it look so tasty. Crying, laughing, crying face, laughing, crying face. Big eyes, 100. Chicken, but not buffalo. It's too hot for me to eat. Can you eat honey barbecue wings, please? (laughs) I'm going to give you a piece of advice. You seem like a wonderful person. Be careful of eating wings. A lot, usually chickens, are injected with hormones beneath and through their wings. They get bigger in size and heavier in weight. Anyway, those drugs tend to concentrate there. So it was found out that it might induce manipulation of the BRCA1-2 genes that are responsible for the majority of cases of breast cancer in the U.S. Seriously, I just thought I should tell you this, period. Okay. Yeah. Can you try Jimmy John, please? <laughs> this is so weird. I think you are cool. <laughs> oh, oh, Sky, you neglected to tell us that people that there's a name for people that do this. What are they? Uh, Maisie, Maisie Stewart asks a question in a comment two months ago. Who is your fave as Martist? Asmartist? A-S-M-R-T-I-S-T. Oh my gosh. So crazy. You neglected to tell us about that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This guy does. This guy uses the whole range. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't. I can't do this. This is so weird. Stop leaning. (laughs) Is it, uh, you guys have to tell me because I can't tell. Is it? Yeah, that's true. You're missing out on on part of the experience. Is it going left on the channel? Yeah, it is. It actually is. Yes. Okay. I honestly have no idea. Is that is that really that that guy's eyes or is that like contacts of some sort? It's got to be contacts. Ah ah! What are you doing? What are you? What? Where are you at? Let me let me see where he starts here. Ten. at uh go to 33 minute 33 of this new video minute 33 33 minutes what's happening i just i just moused over that and i don't know if i want to click on that now uh, okay done 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 nope nope can't do that oh uh, i'm not seeing it yet just click on oh that. no doing with that paper 33 oh. 30 is worse oh no i can't do it i can't do it uh, so disgusting oh stop stop biting stop doing oh that. is it a white strip or is it yeah. just tape i think it i don't know it doesn't matter it's disgusting both ways oh my gosh what yeah it is it is a white strip oh my gosh that's so disgusting uh, okay oh All right. wow well we made All discoveries right. We're learning new things tonight. All right. This That's guy has 86,000 subscribers. <laughs> what have we found? 